Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Good morning and welcome to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. Just a, a whole host of things to talk about. Uh, you know, the Saints aren't playing this week. It's their bye week. Uh, first time I can recall them having a bye week this late in the season, usually um, our area took advantage of it when they had a bye week in uh, first or second week in October. We'd have our gumbo cook-off, but uh, gumbo cook-off uh, has been completed back in October, and the Saints are off here in the uh, second week in December. Meanwhile, other Saints news. Saints lose another uh, player, for, uh, looks like, for the season as Mark Ingram goes down. I think he tore his ACL. Timing is a little... Uh... Interesting, I think, after the late mistake. I mean, how, how many series plays did he play after uh, he stepped out of bounds on Monday night? Yeah, I, I can't recall that, but you're right. Uh, he did apologize. For, but, you know, a veteran player like Mark Ingram should realize with the clock running, accepting a pass there, you stay in bounds. I mean, just I mean, that should be universal knowledge in, in football. Uh, anyway, he did apologize for it. He knew. I guess, you know, once he ran out of bounds, uh, he knew he committed a, a football cardinal sin. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, tonight, uh, we got Thursday night football, the Raiders as, uh, <laughs> anyway, take on the Rams. And, uh, I think the curious question tonight, will Baker Mayfield hit the field? I, I believe so. Well, I agree Every, with everything, you. um, I've heard out of the Rams camp and their head coach suggests that he's ready to go. Yeah, I mean, uh, like I mentioned yesterday, uh, I mean, the plays are the same, that just that the terminology might be a little different and with each team, or I'm sure a lot have the same, but uh, Baker Mayfield's a bright guy. Uh, and the Rams, uh, boy, they need help uh, big time uh, against the Raiders tonight. I think the Raiders are a six-point pick in that game tonight or somewhere in that vicinity. Uh, so, um, we'll see. I, I agree with you, Jeff. I think Baker Mayfield's going to play tonight. How much and how long? I'm not sure, but, uh, he will hit the field tonight. I really believe that. Elsewhere, um, this weekend, of course, uh, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay are three and a half point underdogs to a rookie quarterback and Brock Purdy for the San Francisco 49ers as, uh, Brady is 23 and 6 straight up and uh, 14 and 15 against the spread versus rookie quarterbacks in his career and this is just the second time he's been an underdog against a rookie quarterback. Of course Purdy is the first rookie quarterback drafted uh uh in the 7th round or later or undrafted to be favored in his first career start since you're ready. Do you remember Brad Goble of Philadelphia? I do remember the do name. You really back in uh 61 uh, excuse me 91. Yeah, yeah, uh, against Tampa Bay, he was a three-point pick, uh, but lost the game 14-13 to the Buccaneers. Uh, despite uh, being 5-7 and seven this year, Jeff, Detroit is favored over Minnesota by two. I mean, who would have thunk it? Uh, this would be the 10th time in Super Bowl era that uh, a team with an 800 winning percentage is an underdog to a team with a losing record in December or January. And the previous nine teams with the 800 uh, winning percentage, went, you ready, went 0-9 straight up against the spread. So we'll see if uh, Detroit can take down the Vikings. The average margin was 18.9 points in eight of the previous nine st- instances 
we're in week 16 or 17 games where it's known teams would be resting starters, and uh, that's understood. Elsewhere, Dallas is a 17-point pick against Houston this week, and it would be the largest spread of the season. Anyway, the previous high was 15.5 Kansas City over the defending Super Bowl champ Rams. Elsewhere, Denver, well, they're 11-1 and to the under, so best under percentage in the league. And in the past 30 seasons, uh, this uh, just this Denver team and the 2003 Buffalo squad, along with the 97 Washington team, have gone under in 11 of their first 12 games. Eight straight Denver games have gone under. The total for this week uh, is 14. Game against Kansas City is 43. I think Kansas City can score 43 by themselves on Denver. You're right. Anyway, uh, a little season's notes are uh, captured here. Uh, the best uh, teams against the spread are the Giants and the Bengals at nine and three. The worst against the spread, the Rams and Tampa Bay at three eight and one. The best uh, average cover margin is Dallas at eight point six. The worst uh, average cover margin is the Rams at minus six point six. Underdogs are 95, 99, 85 and six against the spread. Home teams are ninety seven, ninety two and six. Against the spread, home underdogs are 41, 31, and 3 against the spread. Plus 7 plus a point favorites are 19, 26, and 1 against the spread. And 10 plus point favorites are 8 and 11 against the spread. While unders are 108, 85, and 2. And people wonder why bookies. Uh, I've never met a poor bookie. I don't know about you, but I've never met a poor bookie. Elsewhere tonight, uh, the Raiders. Uh, at Los Angeles, uh, Thursday night, uh, 7:15 kickoff. Uh, Las Vegas is seven and 17 against the spread as a favorite since the start of the 2019 season. Third worst cover percentage of a favorite of that span. So we'll see. Uh, Los Angeles is two and nine against the spread against the AFC opponents since the start of the 2020 season. Elsewhere, of course, uh, we got the Eagles uh, taking on the Giants in a big game uh, Sunday. I want, uh, any idea what game uh, we're going to see in this area uh, with regards to uh, Fox and CBS? Yeah, give, give me a moment on sure. that. And, and by the way, Brittany Griner released from yes. the Russian jail, and that's uh, part of a prisoner swap. And there, there are going to be some who suggest that uh, the U.S. gave up too much on that, but uh, my suggestion would be. Someone who was crimed on such a ridiculous charge, uh, the minor kind of infraction that it is to be unjustly uh, imprisoned. Yeah. What, um, nine years? Yeah, there. that was insane. Uh, but uh, uh, she uh, apparently is has been released as we're speaking, and uh, we gave up the guy who uh, did some arms sales. And while uh, we don't maybe condone that kind of activity, uh, it is uh, what it is. So the vapor trail leaving, uh, I don't know where she was. She wasn't, she, wasn't she shipped off to one of these labor camps in Siberia or somewhere like that where it's probably 10 below? Well, you know, just like um, we do in this country where we would eventually uh, send people to a, fed, you know, a state prison uh, versus the parish jail once the conviction is there. Correct. So it wasn't really all that alarming. Well. Anyway, getting back to... Uh, National broad, not na- just national. But, yeah, regional, um, uh, what we might see in our Sunday area. Sunday night, by the way, Miami is at L.A., uh, the Chargers, and Monday night football, New England at Arizona. But here locally, it looks like uh, we are carved out. Um, it looks like the Lafayette market is getting Cleveland at Cincinnati. 
in the early game on CBS. In fact, that's the only game on CBS uh, we will get. And then uh, Fox's early game, we're going to get Philadelphia at New York. And then the late game, Tampa Bay at San Francisco. Yeah, which might be a, a game to watch uh, with uh, Brock Purdy. Now, yeah, Fox only has two games on that uh, late game, uh, Carolina, Seattle, the other, and that's only in those particular markets or regions. But, uh, yeah. So, again, we'll get Tampa Bay at San Francisco late. Earlier, we're getting Philadelphia at New York. And on CB- that's on Fox and then on CBS uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati, and it's I- interesting. It looks like you know most of our region is getting the Jets Buffalo game, but I'm sure because of the Joe Burrow factor, sure we're getting uh, Cleveland, Cincinnati. And uh, you know, with the Jets who are playing pretty well right now, along with the Bills, uh, the Bills are nine and a half point uh, pick. Forty four is the over and under in that game at noon our time. Uh, also, uh, the it, Bills. I, I, I may need to correct myself now okay. that I enlarge the map. Right. I'm not sure if Lafayette is showing, uh, but Baton Rouge is definitely showing the Cincinnati game. We may okay. get the Buffalo game. All right. Anyway, uh, with that, uh, the Bills uh, got some disappointing news as uh, their fine linebacker, Miller, looks like he's going to miss the rest of the season, too, with the Bills. So uh, with that uh, notation, um, anyway, um, but the Bills uh, – you know, started off like uh, they were going straight to the Super Bowl and then uh, had a bump in the road along the way and uh, have kind of corrected that, too. And uh, so we'll see. Uh, that'll be an interesting matchup at uh, noon. Uh, the Jets at Buffalo. <laughs> Don't know how bad the snow's going to be or the weather up there at this time of the year. And as you mentioned, the Browns at Cincinnati, uh, the Bengals uh, are a six-point pick. 47 is the over and under in that game elsewhere. Um, I thought, to be honest with you, one of those networks, we'd have Houston at Dallas. Of course, the Cowboys, the biggest favorite of the year so far at 17. And that may be why. Yeah. You know, <laughs> at the end of the day. You're right. Uh, Lake Charles is getting the Houston game, though. Yeah, probably, Street, probably Shreveport, too, with Dallas, uh, their oh, connection. Yeah, yeah. Not unusual. Yeah, in that regard. So, elsewhere, the Jaguars uh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. And it seemed like I heard something with regard to Tennessee that something was uh, – uh, was prevailing, but uh, not sure if I can recall it. I'll mention it later. The Ravens at Pittsburgh, elsewhere Kansas City at Denver. Uh, Kansas City a nine-point pick over the Broncos. And as I mentioned earlier, Tampa Bay at San Francisco with Brock Purdy, the rookie quarterback, uh, trying to see what he could do against the veteran Tom Brady, who, you know, <laughs> scored two touchdowns in the last three minutes of the game uh, Monday night to beat the Saints, who are off this week. Carolina Panthers uh, take on uh, Seahawks. There, Seahawks are three and a half point pick out in uh, Seattle and uh, elsewhere. Uh, Sunday night, as you mentioned, the Dolphins uh, uh, journeying uh, to uh, Los Angeles take on the Chargers, which should be an interesting matchup there. And I think the quarterback, Tigliavia uh, Tua. I think it's hurt, too. I'm not sure he's going to participate in that game on Sunday night. I, I know he's questionable, okay. uh, but I don't know anything beyond that. All right. And then the Monday night game, uh, Belichick taking his uh, Patriots to Arizona to take on the Cardinals. And I'm not sure that uh, Murray's going to be back either in that uh, ball game for that. Uh, maybe I know he's missed a few games in that regard, so uh, we'll see how that's all going to take place. Uh with the uh, professional football. 
It seemed like I had some other notes here in that regard. Uh, but, uh, yeah, tonight the Raiders and the Rams. Uh, Ingram out for the season now. And um, we'll see if Baker Mayfield will uh, play this uh, this game tonight So uh, against the Raiders, uh, who are playing a little bit better this year. I guess other news, uh, Jeff, um, I kind of texted you yesterday that Wilson Contreras signed a big deal with the Cardinals uh I think uh, five years for eighty was it eighty seven million? I think was the term uh, in that regard. It and, really uh, chaps my behind that uh, he goes to the biggest rival the Cubs have. <laughs> you know, I I don't get it. You know, we've talked uh, in the past. Uh, remember when uh, Jackie Robinson was traded to the Giants? He, he said, "Forget yeah, about yeah, it. I'm not going to that. Yeah. I'm done." You know, Duke Snyder had the best <laughs> quote ever. You know, Duke Snyder, of course, a long-time uh, Brooklyn Dodger, and then played a year or two out in Los Angeles when they moved. And uh, he wouldn't celebrate Halloween because the Giants yeah. covered us with black and orange. I mean. <laughs> True fans. And not, not that he was a, necessarily a fan. He was a player. But, you know, same, just, same reason. It took me a while to embrace the uh, LSU Tigers football team because they looked too much like the Vikings at the time, you know. <laughs> It's there's something there there is something to fandom and I agree uh, with you I do agree with you in that regard but uh, Major League Baseball man the winter meetings uh, uh, are over Aaron Judd I still can't believe well I guess the 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 terms some of these late uh, breaking terms Bogarts gets two hundred eighty million from the Padres. I mean, almost doubled what the Red Sox offered him. Of course, he flew. And then Trey Turner gets three hundred million from the Phillies. I, I, I don't think he's. I, I, anyway, I just don't think he's that quality of a shortstop. He's he's good. Don't get me wrong. He's one of the, the better shortstops in the majors right now. But shortstops, uh, I just I, I don't know. Yeah, I, and the Dodgers having lost him, uh, you know. Carlos Correa's out there. That's right. But the Dodgers are hesitant to sign him because they're worried about the backlash because of the whole Houston uh, situation in 2017 where they lost to him in the World Series. And um, I don't remember Correa being a part of that team, but I guess he was. Uh, he was. Yeah. He was a shortstop on that uh, particular I thought maybe team. he came in the next year. Um, and then then he left to go where? Minnesota, I think? Yeah. Or, or was it the Red Minnesota. Sox? Minnesota. Anyway, uh so um, just this is just amazing too. So uh, I, I just you know I guess the owners uh, I guess they know what they're doing. Uh, did you see where the Red Sox shell out a, a, a five year deal to Yoshida? Uh, I'm trying to see the numbers on that. It was ninety million over five years? Uh, uh, an outfielder uh, the Red Sox uh, pick up. So uh, anyway, uh, the man um, anyway a corner outfielder he. He hit 335, though, I guess, but uh, 21 home runs, 80 walks. So I'm getting flashes uh, on my phone with regards to uh, Miss Brittany Griner being released uh, from uh, jail. Yeah, I'm looking at a uh, tweet from President Biden. Moments ago, I spoke to Brittany Griner. She is safe. She is on a plane. She's on her way home. So uh, good news for, yet, for that young woman. So uh, we'll see uh, uh, if... Uh, I don't think she'll ever go back to Russia again. Is that a good uh, guess? You know, I, I would hope uh, nobody in the WNBA would. Yeah. I, I know this year many chose not to. Uh, in their off season, many of them play in Russia or abroad, right. and many boycotted it. And uh, I would hope that would continue. 
Anyway, quickly, the the winter meetings basically are over, and the winners are losers, at least the takes. So uh, leading up to that, you know, when the dust settled, uh, they saw moves. You know, Aaron Judd gets $360 million over nine years. Trey Turner, $300 million from the Phillies. Justin Verlander snagging more than $40 million a year to join the Mets. But if, correct me if I'm wrong, it was a one- or two-year deal. I think it was a two-year deal. Verlander? With yeah, with Verlander, wasn't it? Two years yeah. and maybe $40 million. Yeah, that's right. Uh, Highest-paid uh, pitcher, I think, in the league, that's for sure. I don't see anybody making more than $40 million right now. Anyway, uh, the breakdown, uh, Aaron Judd, uh, you know, $40 million a year with regards to nine years. Uh, uh, Alder Gonzalez, simply put, this is what the this is what happened. The Yankees have no identity without Judd. So, uh but Carlos uh, Stanton is a pretty good player, too, you know. Uh, he's not quite the 6'7". Uh, and he's outfielder. aging, too. Yeah, he sure is. You're right about that. Uh, anyway, uh, just... Yeah, Rizzo, they got uh, a couple of personalities on the mound, uh, the mustached one and a few others. Uh, they, they've got some personality, but you don't want to lose a guy like Judge. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, uh, I don't know. They called him – what was the, one of the terms I heard? Uh, uh, the greatest season that a Yankee ever had? I kind of – I'm not so sure about that. You know, when you saw Ruth and Gehring uh, tearing it up along with Mantle. So, uh, anyway. There's Ron Guidry's uh, job on the mound. Yeah, that's right. But was that in 78? Where he went to, what, 27-3 and three or something in that vicinity with an ERA under one. Anyway um, – you know, the Cubs took a lick yesterday, but they pick up uh, – can can uh, Ballinger do the job for him out there, uh, he, get back on track, maybe new surroundings? Uh, that, that's my hope, is yeah. that it's sort of an opportunity to rebrand himself. And the glove's going to be there, and, and we know that's going to be there. And if he can be uh, near what he has been in the past, maybe not MVP, right. but – you know, he'll, he'll contribute. I yeah, think, I mean, if he positive. can, I really believe if he can hit 275 and uh, work those uh, power alleys in uh, Chicago with the wind blowing out on days, uh, he could get back to that 30, 35 home run uh, year that, uh, what, he had 46 in 2019 when he won the MVP. Uh, anyway, um, just a lot of movement uh, in Major League Baseball. Um, so, anyway, who are the big winners and the losers? Um uh, uh, I'm not so sure about that as everything's going to come to uh, as it settles back down. You know, we need to see some of the big trades we anticipated too, Jeff, uh, that usually what takes place during these winter meetings. Didn't see, just saw a lot of free agency uh, ter- uh, money being thrown around. So, um, got to correct myself. Okay. Uh, Verlander, two year, $86 million oh, contract. Uh, I was thinking maybe per season uh, that $40 million. No, 86 uh, for the two years. Okay. Anyway, so... Um, Go figure. He declined $25 million from the Astros. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Mere penance. Anyway, but... Um, Anyway, we need to go ahead and take our first break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. 
We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Saturday, Cajun Company. And Sunday, T.K. Hewlin along with Steve Adams' four-piece trio. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the buried domestic beer. Just $2 imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Follow them on Facebook for the calendar and daily specials. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, uh, December the 8th. As uh, college football uh, recruiting wars are heating up right now. And uh, also, I noticed where an LSU player, Jay Ward, uh, one of the DBs, has uh, declared for the NFL draft. Also, UL Raging Cajun, uh, Andre uh, Jones, the big defensive end, has also declared for the NFL draft. And uh, as we talked about a little bit uh, in the last couple of days, uh, Kayshawn Booty, uh, the new Iberian native playing with the Tigers, has decided to come back for his senior year. And it's good to hear, too, uh, since uh, he didn't have really a real productive year uh, that a lot of people expected from him. And uh, uh, maybe he'd like to play a little bit better next year and have the ante for his draft pick uh, increased a little bit, hopefully. Yeah, and I'm sure that's part of his motivation. Uh, I, I think he thinks there's something special, though, brewing in LSU next season. Yeah, so. I think a lot of Tiger fans were surprised how Kelly handled everything this year. Uh, uh, initially, you know, it started off on a uh, on the wrong foot as, uh, you know, they get an extra point blocked and they lose to Florida State, who ended up being a pretty good football team this year. But uh, Tiger fans had a chance to uh, win that game, possibly in overtime, on that successful extra point uh, uh, conversion. Or if he would have gone for two that night. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> as he You're did right. Against Alabama. In the meantime, so the Tigers uh, on their way to uh, hopefully a ten win season with the bowl game. And uh, interesting things about that bowl game too, Jeff, as the head football coach at Purdue has decided yeah. to move on to Louisville. 
where he played back in the 90s. Uh, and the, the Louisville coach is going to... Uh, Saturday, yeah, to Cincinnati, I think. And, huh? and they're playing each other in a bowl game. That's right. That, that's what's um, remarkable about uh, that kind situation. Of ironic yeah. uh, in that regard. So uh, should have some interesting bowl games in that uh, regard. I can remember when Braum played at uh, Louisville, and he was a heck of a player, too. He and a brother even. I think it's one of his brothers also played there. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to fly in the meantime. Uh, so uh, interesting bowl games for our fans and uh, always heating up. Of course, the Tigers taking on Purdue over in the Citrus Bowl. That's going to be January the 2nd of Monday at noon. Uh, meanwhile, the Raging Cajuns journey up to uh, Shreveport to play in the Independence Bowl against the University of Houston Cougars. I think the Cougars uh, in that particular game are a uh, six, seven-point pick. Uh, the Cajuns uh, trying to um, uh, win another bowl game. They've been pretty successful in bowl games over the years. Uh, um, I guess when they start playing in the games, uh, trying to just pull it up yeah, against Houston. Uh, that's going to be Friday the 23rd at 2 p.m. Uh, hopefully uh, – uh, the Cajuns have a good representation up in just up up uh, I forty nine. Houston a six and a half point pick in that game. I think game. the forecast will have a lot to do with that. Yeah, I tend yeah. to agree with you. Uh, up in the Shreveport area, and uh, LSU's played a lot of Louisiana teams have played in that bowl. LSU's played in it. I know Tulane's played in it. Uh, McNeese's played in it. Um, who else? Uh, uh, of course, the Cajuns are making their first appearance up there in Shreveport. In, in that bowl game, so uh, should be interesting. Uh, meanwhile, as Independence we, Bowl uh, used to have more prominence. I mean, really, it, it's been around fifty plus years. That's right. Um, and you know, back when there were maybe only fifteen to twenty bowl games, it had that New Year's Eve, um, uh, often New Year's Eve night. Yeah, and uh, that was a big deal. Uh, it's it's uh, kind of lost some of its luster, and a lot of the bowl games have. Uh, in but honesty, there's so many because of them. there's too many, but also the playoff. And you know, has, has affected the the bowl games' true. popularity. There's a you know at one time the four major bowl games were the the Rose Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, the Orange Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl. Those were the three or uh, four main bowl games. And then along comes the Fiesta Bowl that uh, pokes their head in there. And then and the Fiesta Bowl did a good job of uh, finding a way to lure one versus two. Yes, when a lot of the bowl games had tie-ins, and you know uh, they they found a way. Uh, but the Orange Bowl back in those days when the Big 12 was, you know, Nebraska or Oklahoma dominating, those were always some good games. Uh, the Peach Bowl snuck in there on New Year's Day, too. And then there, there are always seven or eight New Year's Day Bowl games. Yes. I, I think they've reduced that a little bit so there's not as many conflicts. Uh, uh, the Citrus Bowl uh, was one of those, yeah. or, or maybe the Gator Bowl. I and and also the Liberty Bowl had some uh, some and that was uh, spike off of New to Year's it. Eve, yes, yeah, too. You know, day I, game. Yep, and uh, so uh, we'll see how that all uh, moves around. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, uh, um, the Tigers uh, play in the Citrus Bowl. That's going to be, as I mentioned, the second of uh, January at noon. Tulane also plays at the same time uh, at noon up in the Cotton Bowl against USC. Uh, I'm trying to look at any uh, other particular bowls. Uh, Southeastern got beat last week, I think, uh, by Samford, Sam, S-A-M, for, uh, in the uh, Division Two playoffs. Uh, as Frank Selfo, you know, our very native, uh, they, I, I want to say that game was in overtime. I need to recall that. Uh, Speaking of Selfo, he did uh, make it clear he's staying at Southeastern. Yeah, I think they like it there. He and his wife uh, – 
Holly like it uh, in that area. So uh, they've I, had success the last couple of years. He has. Frank has, and uh, he uh, looks forward to it in that side of the uh, of the lake. And uh, we'll see. And he's had some success with some of his teams. Uh, so we'll see how that's going to play out in the meantime. So anyway, uh, trying to see any other. Uh, uh, well, speaking of football, how about two big games uh, in the Superdome uh, later on today, Jeff, as uh, uh, a local team, uh, the Vermillion Catholic Screaming Eagles out of Abbeville take on a Washtenaw Christian out of Monroe for the state championship. That's going to be the late game tonight over in the Superdome at 7 p.m., and they'll crown a winner in the uh, Division Four Select. So uh, we all know how good of a team Vermillion Catholic is in this area as they beat most of the uh, upper-class teams they did play throughout the year, and handedly, too, and, in and, most instances. And kudos to them for uh, scheduling those games. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, And they won a state championship a few years ago. Uh, I think they won a game of 7 nothing, 6 nothing. They, they in might the be vying for their third. Yeah, it could I think be. I heard that. Could be. And uh, they've got a fine team, too. Uh, they – Pass the ball well. They run the ball well. They play good, solid defense for our Class A team. So, uh, good luck to those um, that team up in uh, New Orleans later on this afternoon, or I should say tonight. Elsewhere, the other game, Oak Grove against uh, Homer, and that's Homer H-O-M-E-R up in the northwest part of the state, and they've had a lot of success over the years along with Oak Grove. Uh, Oak Grove uh, might be one of those schools up uh in the northeast corner of the state, I think they're in East Carroll Parish, uh, which uh, uh, a lot of good football players come out of that area year in and year out. And that's going to be the early game today. I do believe they have a uh, 2.30 start time. And, you know, Jeff, I, I'm not uh, – you know, every once in a while the uh, Louisiana um, uh, uh, LH. SAA broadcast those games, but uh, I think they back off some of that sometime. They might rebroadcast them after the games because of the I, attendance. I, I don't think they had ever broadcast them. Well, no, they, they must have one year because I saw the Catholic High game. Uh, that was uh, broadcast live on Cox 4 or, That's right. or Fox Sports, maybe. I, I'm not sure what it was at the time. But now you can stream those games. Okay. You can, All right. You know, for... Yeah, the National Football High School Foundation, or I, I forget exactly what it's called. It's a subscription service. It's oh, like okay. 10 bucks a month. Okay. Of course, if you only want it for this month. But, but you can stream a lot of high school sports. Uh, not always exactly the game you want, but they do feature a lot of games uh, that are available for uh, to stream throughout the high school sports season. Uh, but last year, I know I, I bought the service just for the state championship games, and then I canceled the next month. But. Well, and uh, usually Kenny Trahan, uh, doesn't he do some uh, type of uh, video uh, broadcasting, too, in that regard with some of these games? Or is that something he's got a contract through the uh, Louisiana High School Athletic Association? I don't think for the state championship games. Okay. All right. So I, I remember I was in the booth next to those cats last year doing the Westgate game, and uh, it was not Tran. Tran was there with his radio station. Oh, okay. All right. I talked to him for quite some time. We we go back. Uh, we did Zephyr games together back in the late nineties. Okay, and uh, he uh, you know he does a good job. Uh, he's got Crescent City Sports, I think, is his publication that he uh, has a uh, some type of. Uh, uh, 
journal he does uh, each uh, online presence. Yeah, 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 that's right. So he in high school sports, he's pretty much in and up on that. So anyway, in the meantime, uh, trying to see uh, some other information to you talk asked about. about high school basketball. Yeah, you got some scores. Yeah, there? there there were a few games last night. A lot of tournaments going on. And sure, Katie, I'm just going to. Talk about the local uh, area schools. Acadiana beat Peabody. This is women's uh, basketball. Acadiana okay. beat Peabody, forty-four to twenty-four. It was I know uh, Lafayette uh, in there beat South Beauregard, fifty-four to thirty-eight. Lafayette Christian Academy over Santa Ma, fifty-four to forty-seven. Lake Arthur beat Southside, forty-five to thirty-five. Again, these are women's scores. Uh, let's see that. Uh, well, Northside Generet was uh, canceled for whatever okay. reason. So let me go back and uh, bring up the men's scores. Well, I got another lady score. Uh, David Thibodeau out of Lafayette beat Catholic High's girls uh, twenty-eight to twenty. Okay. Uh, last night it took place. Very good. Wasn't in the AP list. Uh, men's scores: Abbeville beat Franklin uh, sixty-two to fifty-four. Ascension Christian. And uh, I was thinking Ascension Episcopal. That's why I even brought okay. that up. Never mind. I'm not even going to reference that there. All right. Lakeshore, for what it's worth, beat Fountain Blue. Uh, I'm, I'm, I don't think Coach Indest has anything to do with that. Uh, mm-hmm. But anyway, um, Turlings beat Bunky 45-42. to 42. And that's really the only regional games offered up on uh, this list from the Associated Press. Okay. Anyway, uh, uh, do you have any scores like to give us? Uh, or just uh, send them to us, uh, Jeff, and uh, we'll uh, announce them over the air of our local team. So uh, with that, uh, just about time to take a, a quick break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, December the 8th, as we'll be back with more right after this. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to JacobLandryForLouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for about the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Saturday, Cajun Company. And Sunday, T.K. Hewlin along with Steve Adams' four-piece trio. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry Domestic Beer. Just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Follow them on Facebook for the calendar and daily specials. What does the 50th anniversary of Title IX mean? It means I'm valued. I'm empowered. I can do anything. It means I'll pave the way for every girl who plays high school sports in the future. Just like every female student, coach, official, and administrator blazed the trail for me. Because every student deserves the opportunity to play. Encourage girls you know to participate in Louisiana high school sports. This message presented by the LHSAA and the Louisiana High School Athletic Directors Association. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Thursday, December the 8th. And uh, some little tidbits out here. Uh, uh, the, of course, the University of Virginia with the tragedy they had up there uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, uh, an extra year has been granted to all the football players with expiring eligibility uh, will be granted that an extra year by the NCAA in uh, the wake of the shooting that killed three of their teammates and saw uh, the team cancel its final two games. So uh, so for the graduating seniors, they're going to get an opportunity to play an extra year. Just the graduating seniors. That's what it says here in this. It says uh, football players with expiring eligibility will be granted an extra year by the NCAA in the wake of the shooting. So uh, that means they'll be able to carry, say, uh, yeah, I, I ninety-five get, to hundred players on the team if they have fifteen graduating seniors. And they probably still have to limit the. Who knows? I, the, this, the limit not so much. You can have two hundred guys uh, on the sidelines if you want. You true, can, but X amount of uh, eighty-five on scholarship. That that's what I'm looking for there. Yeah. So uh, again, uh, they still might have some decisions to make in regard to it, but. Yeah. You know, one thing, uh, you know, I guess they're thinking the rug was pulled out from under them. True. You know, that, that sudden end to your season, um, not bowl eligible. And yeah. uh, so a nice gesture by the NCAA, a nice gesture when they don't often do nice gestures. Yeah, that's correct. And the two games that come to mind were against an arch rival, Virginia Tech and Coastal Carolina. I think was the uh, second game, the first one to be canceled, and then the Virginia Tech game. So um, anyway, hats off. Anyway, big the last of the college football games regular season gets underway uh, Saturday up in Philadelphia. It's Army Navy go at it, and uh, they uh, they I don't have a picture. They announced their uniforms for the big game this weekend, and uh, uh, I don't have a picture of what those uniforms look like, but uh Usually they're pretty classy, you know. I, I did see Navy. I didn't see Army. Navy, it's a tribute to NASA. Mm. And uh, the lettering is uh, a little bit uh, similar to what maybe you'd expect from NASA. The colors um, are NASA's colors. Uh, so that's what Navy's doing. And they're wearing white with some orange trim and, I think, blue numerals. Okay. And, and they've uh, got the NASA logo on the back. Um up around the collar. All right. Of course, that game's always uh, on uh, CBS. It's a 2 o'clock kickoff Saturday, Army-Navy. Uh, Army comes in 5-6, uh, and six, Navy 4-7. and seven. Navy's a 2.5-point pick. The over and under, 32.5. It must be pretty chilly up there. It says a high of 44 during the day. 
uh, mostly cloudy up in Philadelphia. Of course, they play in Lincoln Financial Field in the big game up there. So, uh, and you know, pretty much everybody in this country could pretty much pick a side, whether their father or grandfather or they themselves, uh, were in the service, uh, whether it be, uh, Navy or Army and, uh, uh, of course, until the Air Force Academy came into play back in the mid fifties, uh, uh, Army Navy was always, uh, you could find <laughs> families, uh, picking a side. So, uh, in that regard, my, I myself, uh, Army, uh, I know I've got, uh, friends and, uh, relatives that, uh, uh, served in the Navy. And so it's, it's a fun time and a great game of ball. When you talk about a true collegiate football game, Army Navy is it. I mean, uh, uh, they get after each other. It's a big game for those guys, and a lot of times the underdog uh, prevails. So uh big game. Of course, Army and Navy back in the 30s and 40s uh, had some of the classic college football teams. I think the Army team, when they were going strong uh, right at the end of World War II, handed Notre Dame, I think, their worst defeat in the history of the school. I think they beat them 59 to nothing or something like that. So with Mr. Inside and Mr. Outside and Doc, Blan- uh, Doc Blanchett and and uh and davis so al davis so uh not al davis uh he married one of the movie stars i can't remember his name but army navy i'm not sure if you can see this screen here uh-huh. but can... uh, navy or army's wearing uh what looks like an olive drab mm-hmm. with gold numerals uh looks a little old school uh like world war ii era okay uh numerals anyway uh uh, Army Navy this coming uh, weekend, uh, two o'clock kickoff on CBS. Uh, it's a great game to watch uh, uh, in that regard. I mean, true college football, the essence uh, as these guys go at it every year, and great some great games over the years too. And it seems like each they go through a period where one team will dominate the other one four, five, or six years. So I know Navy in the last few years has dominated Army. Army I think's won maybe the last two or three out of the last four so uh interesting matchup here this weekend army navy in that regard uh elsewhere jeff um trying to look around uh see uh, any other stories that might be prevailing right now whether it be in the nfl but the nba last night if uh the new orleans uh pelicans uh really pulled away from detroit who was playing pretty well uh they were a big at one time at, at a 15 16 point lead and uh the Pistons uh came roaring back in the third quarter and made a game of it down the stretch as uh Zion Williamson. One thing about this young man I've noted his hands are so soft. Uh he's got great hands around the basket and uh even though he's six seven, probably weighs two hundred and seventy five pounds, uh he's just tremendous around the basket last night. He has twenty nine points, he's eleven out of sixteen from the field. Of course a lot of them with dunks and tap backs and uh stuff backs. He still uh, has some issues with his free throw shooting, but he was seven out of eleven last night. And uh the Hornets uh Hornets, the Pelicans go on to win one oh four to ninety eight uh in a big game and I think as of right now the uh I wanna say the Pelicans have the second best record in the Western Conference right now. They, so, they were uh, number two in the Western as of uh, Tuesday, today's Thursday. Right? Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, I, I looked, but yeah. Yeah, they're 16-8 and eight right now, and, of course, the best record in the, uh, well, let's see, the best record in the Western Conference if this st- schedule is up to date. They have the best record. Uh, Phoenix is 16-9, and nine, Denver's 14-10, and 10, and New Orleans is 16-8. and eight. 
over in the Eastern Conference, the Celtics uh, seemed like they were running away from everybody. They're twenty-one and five, followed by Milwaukee though at eighteen and six. So uh, right now, um, I guess the uh, Pelicans have the third best record in uh, in uh, the NBA right now, and uh, there's something to see. And they they go about ten deep too. They they pull people off the bench that can play, and. Uh, uh, last night was uh, no exception as uh, the Pelicans uh, showed that uh, their medal in that regard and uh, just the uh, player stats for uh, for New Orleans in that game. Of course, besides the 29 by Williamson, Murphy had 20 uh, coming off the bench. Marshall had 17. And uh, the big center that uh, Valenciennes had 14 to 12 rebounds along with uh, a few blocks, a couple blocks. So, uh Right now, Pelicans playing pretty well. They're on the Valley Sports Network on on the Cox Channel. Not sure. I don't think Dish has the Valley Network, and I'm not sure if yeah, Direct yeah. does Direct, Direct TV. Does. Direct, Direct does. does. Okay. Yeah. It's in the 670, 674, I think. Okay. Maybe 675, 76. Um, Direct TV has a little more options. I think they've got uh, Fox, well, what used to be Fox Sports, but... Valley Sports uh, that, that focuses on the Houston area, the one that focuses on uh, the Dallas area, also Oklahoma. But uh, you know, New Orleans only has uh, a few items uh, that are on. Most of the time, it's what Houston is getting. Yeah, one time, didn't they have the... Or the, Texas, or Dallas. Yeah. Didn't uh, Valley have maybe some of the rugby matches that uh, one of the New Orleans teams had, uh, it seemed like? I would have thought Cox Sports carried that. Well, you might be right about that too. Anyway, Which is no uh, longer. Yeah. Anyway, um, the first bowl game begins uh, as we're just about ready to end our uh, third segment. The first bowl game kicks off on next Friday, a week from tomorrow, as Miami of Ohio takes on UAB in a game uh, scheduled in the Bahamas Bowl. Mm-hmm. Is that so, one of the afternoon games? Yeah, that's yeah, uh, a uh, ready. Uh, well, kind of afternoon. It, I'm, I'm sure they're in the Atlantic time zone. It's a 10.30 a.m. kickoff over there, our time. Uh, our time. So it's probably, what, uh, 12.30 over there, two time zones? Completely disrespectful. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. You, know, you, you get rewarded with this game. And, and similar, I, I remember um, maybe the first time Catholic High went to the Dome, it yeah. was a 10.30 start time yeah. on a Thursday. Right. You know, insane. Yeah. Anyway, the following game, a follow-up later on that afternoon uh, at 2 o'clock, uh, they have USTA, that's Texas San Antonio, taking on Troy, the Sun Belt Conference champ, and in, in the Cure Bowl. And, of course, that's uh, the Cure Bowl is somewhere over in Florida. I'm trying to think. Is that in Orlando, I do believe? They have a few games at the Citrus Bowl Stadium. Okay. So, yeah. Anyway, Troy's a one-point pick in that, and uh, – Let's see, uh, there's no games. Uh, that's the only games next Friday, a week from tomorrow. So uh, bowl games kicking off, and um, we'll have a lot of them. I think there were 42 bowl games right, uh, through the course of the time. In the neighborhood. Yeah. Anyway, you listen to Bayou Sports. You know the best thing about COVID was? I'm ready. The cancellation of about 20 of those <laughs> games. How about, don't remember all the dot-com uh, uh, sponsors, too, yeah. back in the late 90s as they all blew up? Anyway, let's go ahead and take our next break. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5, AM 1240. We'll be back uh, right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. 
And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Road. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Road and enjoy. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kangaroo, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Stream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Thursday, December the 8th. And uh, something we hadn't talked about much this year, but fantasy uh, football, the fantasy studs and the fantasy duds this weekend. Of course, you that play fantasy football realize that this is the final week of the regular season in your league. Uh, I'm sure you have uh, the playoffs, and I'm sure you're gearing off for your playoff runs. So, uh, meanwhile, uh, here are some of the top uh, players in each position per uh uh, players reporting. So quarterback Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and uh, Josh Allen. What more can you say if you have one of these uh, three quarterbacks? Uh, you're doing pretty well. You better be in fantasy football. Meanwhile, running backs, Austin Eckler with the Chargers, along with Josh Jacobs of uh, the Raiders, and Christian McCaffrey, who was traded uh, a few weeks back, uh, are the top uh, running backs in fantasy league right now. Of course, it all depends on how you maintain your scoring. Uh, a lot of leagues uh, double up on points. Uh, some uh, double up if quarterback runs one in or uh, or, or a wide receiver uh, runs one in. So they're valued to points so with your league. But uh, generally, uh, these guys are scoring these kind of points. They're pretty good players uh, throughout uh, fantasy football. Meanwhile, the wide receiver, Stephon Diggs, of course, are the Bills. Uh, Devontae Adams uh, doing a little work over with the Raiders. And Tariq Hill, who thought he'd have slowed down once he left the Chiefs with Miami having a good year. Tight ends, of course, uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, probably the top tight end in the league, along with uh, Mark Andrews of Baltimore 
and TJ Hawkinson of the Vikings. On special teams, the Cowboys, the 49ers, and the Eagles, of course, their records speak for themselves. Their defenses have been playing really well. Uh, with regards to the kickers, Tyler Bass of Buffalo, of course, they score a lot of touchdowns. Justin Tucker, who finally missed a field goal or an extra point, was it, uh, a couple weeks ago when, uh, one of the announcers, I think it was, yeah. uh, uh, Brown, uh, the old masters, uh, said, uh, Justin Tucker has had 104 straight extra points. Clank. Mm. He misses one and, uh, didn't decide the game. But that was a big miss. Anyway, and Jason Myers of Seattle. So uh, for the fantasy duds, who would have thought Russell Wilson would be a fantasy dud this year? Uh, he's a quarterback. He has fewer touchdown passes than he has bathrooms in his house. He's got eight touchdown passes this year. He's got 12 bathrooms in his house, if you can believe that. Seems a, a little excessive. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jonathan Taylor, who exploded last year, was the number one running back in a lot of fantasy leagues. Well, uh, he's uh, like the coach. He struggled mildly this year. Debo Samuels, who was a big pickup last year. I know I had him last year in my dual threat league, and uh, he scored 14 touchdowns last year, uh, running and receiving. This year he's uh, with just four TDs. Tight end Kyle Pitts uh, uh, has a lot of potential, but uh, he's faulted this year. He's caught only just 28 passes, two touchdowns after landing on the IR uh, last week. So, anyway, uh, a lot of bust out there and all. So, we'll see how uh, that's going to turn up and all. Uh, finally, um, anyway, uh, of course, the game tonight, we mentioned the Rams uh, hosting the Raiders, who are surging a little bit. They're 5-7, and seven, and at one time they'd lost, uh, what, four or five in a row. Anyway, Josh uh, Jacobs and Devontae Adams lead them uh, – and uh, Adams leads the league in rushing, 1,300 yards and 12 touchdowns. Uh, Baker Mayfield, we could see him tonight. Uh, we'll see how that's going to hand out. Uh, some big college games. From what games. I, I read recently, uh, depends on the, the health issue of um, John Wolford. That's the second string or the third string He's the third string quarterback. Yeah, that's uh, he's questionable. Uh, he's got some neck issue and... Uh, but uh, there, I would imagine he'll find his I way to the too. field at some point. I agree with you. If, if not starting. Anyway, some of the men's big college basketball games tonight. Number 20, Iowa State takes on Iowa, interstate rivalry. Uh, between the two, the Cyclones are 7-1. and one, the, the Hawkeyes are 6-2. and two. Kings at Maple Leafs tonight on ESPN Plus as uh, Mitch Morner looks to extend his uh, point streak to 21 games, which would be the third longest ever among active players. And um, anywhere, I'm trying to see anything else, uh, unless, Jeff, that you may have something. Well, here is on. a remark. Maybe uh, right. you watched the game last night. Uh, it was on national TV. It was on TNT. Before I knew it, the Buffalo Sabres were up 6 to nothing Whoa. in a hockey game in the first period. Whoa. Yeah. And it was uh, one guy getting five goals. Um I'm trying to pull up uh, his well, name we, now. We know uh, a hat, Tage Thompson. A hat trick is three. Yeah. A four-goal night. Do you have a name for that? I don't think so. Or a five-goal night. <laughs> a franchise record time. That's what I, you call it. That wouldn't be. I know the Golden Sombrero is striking out, uh, what, four times in a Probably, game? Probably, yeah. And I uh, don't know if they have a term for uh, hockey. Five goals. Pretty impressive. Second most in a road game by uh, any player. Really? Yeah. Apparently, uh, Red Berenson of the St. Louis Blues scored six at Philadelphia back in 1968. But through two periods, this guy had six points, which means 
goals plus uh, assists. An assist, and right? So, but but I was watching that game last night, uh, and I'm like six to nothing before the end of the first period. Uh, final was nine to four. So if they can take any solace, uh, Columbus can say, well, we outscored them four to. Five, you know, four, four, four to three uh, after in the first period. In the period. second and third period. Yeah. Wow. But not six nothing in hockey is equivalent to like 50 in, to nothing in, in a football, game. Huh? In a game. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Let alone a period. <laughs> wow. Anyway, today in sports history, December the 8th. Anyway, in 1940 on this date, uh, Jeff, uh, you all remember this one. The Bears beat the Washington Redskins 73 to nothing in the most lopsided victory in NFL history in the first NFL title game broadcast on national radio, too, that afternoon. Could have been the first game with locker room material because Washington... Uh, Had beaten them during the regular season. Right, and they mocked them. I think they won the game 6-3 to earlier in the season. They mocked the Bears as being lackluster, and George Hallis uh, uh, let everybody know what that guy said about him, and uh, they crushed him. And I want to say that that game. I want to say the Bears ran from the, the from the uh, uh, T formation too in that game. Some Clark Certainly. Shaughnessy, the old coach Clark Shaughnessy, had something to do with that in that particular game. And I can't remember the exact. I mean, the Bears fight song talks about the this bringing about the T formation. Yeah, yeah, and I'm pretty sure that's the game they went to a T formation. I'm gonna have to Google that after a while. And that was in Washington too. That's right. Anyway, in 1942, the eighth Heisman Trophy was awarded to Frank Sinkwich, uh, the Georgia, fine Georgia uh, running back. Of course, uh, Georgia didn't have another Heisman winner until Herschel Walker uh, uh, won the next one in 1982. In 1948, the 14th Heisman awarded to Doak Walker out of SMU. Of course, the award for the best running back collegiate running back in the country is named after him now in 1953 the another heisman being uh handed out to johnny latner of notre dame gee I, I think he was like the fifth or sixth notre dame player at that time maybe to get a heisman and in 1955 the 21st heisman handed out to howard Hopalong cassidy of ohio state of course howard Hopalong cassidy played with the lions for a few years and uh, then moved on 1955 brooklyn catcher roy campanella wins his third mvp award and, of course, uh, Roy Campanella, I don't think he ever played a game for the Dodgers out in Los Angeles. He was in a tragic automobile accident sometime in the 57, uh, early 58 year. In 1960, the Major League Baseball expansion, Angels signed a four-year lease to use Dodgers Stadium. Uh, of course, the Angels played one year. That was in 61 at uh, Wrigley Field. That went in Chicago. That was the Wrigley Field. Out in Los Angeles, uh, they played one year, and then uh, before their own Anaheim Stadium was built for the '66, uh, I believe, season. Elsewhere, in 1961, Larry Costello scores 32 consecutive points without a miss, an NBA record. 1961, Philadelphia Warriors center Will Chamberlain scores 78 points in a game to defeat the Lakers at Philadelphia Civic Center, second highest game total in NBA history. Of course, Wilt went on the next year to score 100, which I don't think will ever be surpassed. 1966, in a terrible trade, the Yankees send Roger Maris to the St. Louis Cardinals for Charlie Smith. And Maris leads the Cardinals to two pennants in a World Series ring in 67. Did, did he lead them? He pretty he batted third in that lineup. Yeah, okay. And played right field. Uh, I think he, he hit his usual average. He hit around uh, 265, 270 uh, for the Cardinals. And, uh, but 
a lot of people didn't realize the defensive outfielder he was and the the great right throwing arm that he had. I'm just thinking Lou Brock and Bob Gibson really being the guys who propelled him. And Orlando, uh, don't forget Orlando Cepeda on that team, yeah. uh, Mike Shannon, uh, and uh, Kirk Flood, who who always gets hidden, but uh, just a great defensive center fielder to uh, – he tripped on himself in the 68 series in that seventh game. Elsewhere in 1973, the 39th Heisman Award uh, is given out to John Capaletti. And, of course, Capaletti did an honorable thing. Uh, his younger brother, Joey, fighting uh, leukemia. He gave the trophy to his younger brother, who passed away uh, three years later. He but, knew he'd get it back. Yeah, but John Capaletti... Uh, uh, outstanding running back for Penn State under Joe Pa. 1977, uh, another Heisman being handed out. Earl Campbell, the Tyler Rose, wins his uh, Heisman Trophy and uh, goes on to a terrific uh, NFL career with the Allers and the Saints. In 2001, on this date, the 10th SEC Championship game, number 21 LSU beats Tennessee in Atlanta 31-20 to to secure the first uh, SEC championship game for the Tigers under Nick Saban. Elsewhere in 2007, the 73rd Heisman Award to Tim Tebow of Florida as uh, the Gators go on to win a national championship that year. And also on this date in 2011, the NBA and the Players Union uh, reached a financial agreement to end the 161-day lockout, shortening the season by 16 games. So uh, anyway, uh, that took place. Also, birthdays today, born on this date in 1953. Don't know what happened to him. Never see him anymore. Roy Firestone. The former ESPN sportscaster in uh, life's most embarrassing moments. He may have died. Uh, you know, with uh, Roy Firestone, born in Miami, Florida. I always liked his show. A little long, but uh, had some guests on. And uh, we'll talk about Roy in a moment or two. Anyway, in 1958, born on this day, George Rogers, the Hall of Fame uh, college, collegiate running back, Heisman Trophy in 80 from South Carolina, the Saints' number one draft choice in uh, – also played with the Redskins, won a Super Bowl with the Redskins in 87, born in Duluth, Georgia. Deaths on this day, probably one of the all-time uh, great outfielders in Major League Baseball, Tris Speaker, uh, three-time AL MVP, career batting average of 345, which is six all-time. He was also the Indians uh, player and a manager uh, for about seven, eight years. He died at the age of 70 in 1958. Our quote of the day came come again, Roy Farstone, as I mentioned, uh, from Jerry Maguire. He's interviewing uh, Tid, Tadwell, Tidwell, Tidwell. Uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. says, you know, your brother lost his leg in a tragic bass fishing accident. And Tidwell, you're not going to make me cry, Roy. You're not going to make me cry. <laughs> Great movie, uh, Jerry Maguire uh, with uh, Cuba Gooding Jr. And Roy Fostone, Jeff, is he still with us? He is still with us, turning 69 today. And you, you wonder, uh, you just don't hear about him? Uh, thought he was a great interviewer and uh, celebrity host uh, for sports for ESPN. Again, being 69, maybe he just uh, decided to retire. Well, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, Roy Firestone uh, uh, enjoyed some of his uh, shows when he'd interview uh, some of the celebrity athletes. Anyway, that's uh, today in sports history, December 8th. Uh, Jeff, uh, don't know if you have anything more for us, but again, Brittany Grinder, for those joining us late, has been released from uh, a Russian uh, – uh, jail, prison, and is on her way back home. Yeah, good to hear. Uh, again, uh, the president tweeting, indeed, she's on a plane heading home. And again, uh, I'm going to talk more about that during Tesh Matters, uh, the political implications of it. But uh, in the meantime, big thanks to our sponsors, our 
Show brought to you by the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, uh, DJ tonight, and they do have the Amazon Prime game uh, this evening as well. So if you don't have Amazon Prime and you're interested in that Rams-Raiders game, they will have it for you. also want to thank L.A. Classic Roofing. Jacob Landry, candidate for state representative in District 49, the Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and the Headache and Pain Center.